Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And away we go with another edition of the ML Sports Platter. You can hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Really appreciate the download subscriptions, feedback, and five-star reviews. Make sure you definitely go uh, and do all of that. It does help spread the word an awful lot. For example, if you have an Apple phone, just look for that purple podcast button. Type in ML Sports Platter in the search tool, and uh, it comes up. You hit uh, follow or subscribe, whatever the case may be, and you'll get new and archived episodes of the program delivered right to your smartphone device. All right, here we go, man. Another just huge week, obviously, in, in, in the NFL. I mean, now the games are just so crucial. Every week, every game, every drive, you know, every moment, every coaching decision, every timeout, uh, it's just so, so, so huge, the stakes right now as we uh, near towards the postseason. And as you hear this on Thursday, uh, getting this preview out, I'm going to try to get them out um you know, to include the Thursday night game, because I think that's a big deal now, you know, this time of year, especially if there's, um, you know, huge uh, implications uh, and, 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 and high stakes. Uh, and there is this week. Um, so let's talk about this game tonight, um, you know, between the, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs. This game is in L.A. And I think this is the ultimate maybe Joe Burrow or Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert arrival game. Now, do I think that Justin Herbert is a wonderful quarterback? He's going to be here for a long time. Could I argue that he's the guy under the age of 25 I'd rather have more than anybody for the next 10 years? I could argue all that. I could argue he's going to be the best player in the NFL in three years, uh, maybe less time. I could argue all that stuff. But he needs to uh, arrive, and I know he's only been in the league just a little, a little bit of time, so... He's got a lot of time, obviously. But, you know, he's looking for that one, you know, signature, right, staple, staple, staple win late in the year. Now, I realize that they went into Kansas City and they beat the Chiefs back on September uh, 26th, right? I mean, I, I, I do realize that. That was a 30-24 to 24 game. They had rallied in this game. Um that was the uh, fourth down call with less than a minute left in a tie game. Uh, he was aggressive the entire the entire time, obviously. Um, and uh, you know, Mike Williams caught that four yard touchdown pass from Justin Herbert uh, to go up thirty twenty four with thirty two seconds left, and that basically sealed the deal. And, and Herbert was outstanding in that game. Uh, he was twenty six of thirty eight for two hundred eighty one yards. Four touchdowns and his QBR was 81 and his rating was 125. So, you know, Mahomes struggled. That was back when, 
you know, Mahomes kind of couldn't get out of his own way, right? It was the early Chiefs offensive struggles, right? Mahomes was struggling, the offense struggling to move the ball uh, and execute in the red zone, et cetera. Um, that was obviously a huge moment. And many said at the time that that was a Justin Herbert, that, 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 that was the staple win for him, going into hostile territory, beating a division rival, up against Mahomes, all those things. And that's fine up until this point. If you want to use that, okay. But here's the thing. I'm saying that this is bigger because it's later in the year. The Chiefs are playing better football as an overall team. Their defense is significantly better than it was back in in, in late September. And, you know, it's a game that you have to protect home field. It's a game where a lot of balance of power could maybe shift in the in the AFC West. I mean, listen, if the Chargers win this game, they're leading the division. They'd be nine and five along with Kansas City at nine and five, but they had beat you know they'd beaten them twice at that point if they win this game. So this is a huge, huge game. There's no other way around it, and there's star power all over the place. Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. Uh, Keenan Allen should be back. Mike Williams, Tyree Kill, and Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, and this you know Tyran Matthew. This should be a, a, a just a bit Joey Bosa, right? I mean this this should be this should be a great game. Uh, I can't wait for this game. Um, I want to pick the Chargers, I really do, but because the Chiefs' defense is playing this well, I think they'll be able to contain some of LA's offense. And then Mahomes will get it back late in the fourth at some point and and go down and lead them to, you know, either the field goal or a touchdown, whatever. And I think KC will sneak past the LA Chargers. They're favored by three. I'm picking them right at that number. 30 to 27. I'll pick the Kansas City Chiefs in this football game. The Raiders are at the Browns. Uh, the Raiders pretty much look like they're cooked, uh, especially after last week. Um you know, this is just, they just got rolled by the Chiefs and are just losing confidence and all the rest. And the Browns are really in the driver's seat to try and, you know, take stranglehold of that AFC North, right? I mean, they smoked the, um, from a physicality standpoint, they smoked the Ravens. I know the Ravens are really shorthanded, but uh, they just really beat them up at the line. It was a nip and tuck game in terms of the score. But... Um, and by the way, this is a Saturday game. The Saturday games start now because we're late in the year and the flexing and all that stuff. Um, this is a 4:30 game on Saturday, and uh, it's in Cleveland. And I expect the Cleveland Browns to win big uh, in this game. I think Cleveland is kind of a dangerous team right now, even though I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're they're playing ferocious defense, um, picking the ball off. Miles Garrett's everywhere uh, offensively. Uh, they're able to run the football no matter who's in the backfield. Uh, if you can run it, that's the only hope Baker Mayfield has. So this is a uh, you know this is another biggie for Cleveland for sure. I'm going to pick them to win 34 to 27. They are favored by six in this game. Cleveland is seven and uh, six, and the Raiders are six and seven. And uh, you know the Browns are breathing down the Ravens' necks. There's no doubt about that. Patriots are at the Indianapolis Colts and arguably the game of the week. The matchup here is very, very simple. It's Jonathan Taylor running the football against that stout, great Patriots defense with guys all over the place, great tacklers, Van Noy, uh, Matthew Judon, all sorts of guys up front. 
uh, and obviously they have secondary help. They can come up and stop plays as well with the likes of McCourty and company. Um, this is a home game for the Colts. The crowd's going to be wild in this game. Um, the Colts need this game desperately. The Patriots are continuing. Look, they're 6-0 and on the road. I mean, when does it stop for New England? When do they lose on the road? And by the way, they had a bye week last week. I'm not picking against New England. I'm just not doing it. I won't be surprised if they lose because it's a road game. The Colts still, you know, they're playing with backs against the wall and all the rest. I, I get that to try and keep up and get into the postseason. But I'm not picking against Bill Belichick, man. He's had two weeks to prepare for Carson Wentz. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I can't pick against Bill Belichick. Um, Jonathan Taylor, by the way, has over 1,300 yards. That is incredible. I'm going to take Indianapolis, uh, well, actually, sorry, Indianapolis is favored by two and a half. I'm going to take the Patriots by, it's going to be a close game, I think, 26 to, you know what? No, 20, 23 to 17. Um, you know, maybe the Patriots don't even allow that on, on the scoreboard for the Colts, but um, I'm looking forward to this one, and we'll see what happens. Um, now, speaking of the Patriots, speaking of the AFC East, the Bills need two things to happen this week. First of all, the Bills desperately need a win. Uh, they came back against Tampa down 21. I give them credit for that. Then they get into overtime, blown defensive assignment. Perriman goes for, for, for the touchdown. Uh, did the Bills find something? I don't know. Will Josh Allen be in this game? I don't know. As I record this, I don't know. No one knows. Um, they're saying it's day-to-day. Allen played it down, but that's what guys do. Uh, a, a, a walking boot is not exactly a uh, you know a fashion statement. Uh, it's not something you want. Turf toe is not something you want for for uh, any really anyone, but for a mobile you know quarterback who uh, needs to run it and, and and throw it to to beat teams to to save you. Um, so we'll see what happens on those fronts. But the Bills they need a win. You know they were in position late in that game to. Uh, you know, win the game, especially if they had had some help from the refs. I mean, the refs missed just an awful holding call. Carlton Dotson holding Stefan Diggs' jersey. I mean, right in front of the official, no call. Then the overtime happens, and the Bills went three and out, but on that third down, Diggs was also interfered with. So the referees really helped Tampa Bay. There's no doubt uh, as long as Gronk and Brady are on the other side, they're going to keep getting calls. I swear to God, the NFL and, and they're re- refereeing and all this stuff. And it's not just against the Bills. It's been against a lot of teams. You know, it goes back to the tuck rule. It goes back to all the days with the Patriots. It goes back to, you know, them getting away with Spygate and then getting, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, disciplined for Deflategate, but it was a makeup for Spygate. Uh, it goes back to getting multiple calls. It goes back to not being able to hit Tom Brady before even the rules got out of control. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going, no matter what team Tom Brady is on, what team Rob Gronkowski is on. Um, I'm not saying that that totally lost the Bills the game because I don't want to be the ref, you know, the ref lost the game guy, but it had an impact because the Bills also were rolling with tons of momentum, tons of confidence, and, you know, they would have had, what, a, like a first and goal down there. Um, unfortunate here, but the reality is the Bills have to put this past them. They are 7-6. and six. They still hold, they still hold, their own destiny here. They really do. They're in the seventh spot right now. I think the Bills, to be safe, need to win out. I don't think they will. I think something will happen. They'll lose at New England 
or they'll beat the Patriots and lose a weird game to like Atlanta. I don't think they'll lose to the Jets. I don't think they'll lose to the Panthers. I'm picking the Bills this week. I think the line is a little high, and I say that because I don't trust the Bills. Ten and a half points is a real lot. Uh, Carolina on the road, that's a really broken football team right now. Uh, you know, who are they going to have in there at quarterback? Anyone's guess. I mean, they've been playing around, um, you know, left and right, obviously, with with uh, a couple of guys since Sam Darnold went out. Uh, Carolina right now is 5-8 and eight on the season. Um, and, you know, get a little P.J. Walker, get a little Cam Newton. Uh, you know, you know that they're going to try and run the football to a degree with those guys. They got Chuba Hubbard in there. Uh, the Bills should win this game. They need to win this game. Uh, the key for Buffalo really is just, I think, to get out early. And, and, and frankly, is Allen in there? If Allen's not in there, the Bills are in a lot of trouble. Um, I think that the Bills can still beat Carolina with Mitch Trubisky, I think. But what I'm hoping is that Josh Allen is, you know, 85, 90% uh, can go. And, and they can get out to a big lead somehow in the second half. And you let Allen just rest up for the next week. And that's, you know, that's really what we're looking at here, you know. Um, boy, give me Buffalo. I just, I don't know how, I don't trust them. I don't know how many points they're going to put up. Um, I think it'll be somewhat of a defensive game in the beginning. You know what, 27 to, 27 to, uh, 24, 24, 17. Let's go 24, 17. Um, I just think that 10 and a half is a lot of points. I really do that line. Uh, but I'll take the bills at that mark. Lions hosting the Cardinals. This should be a complete walkover job for Arizona. Just playing an incredibly inferior team in Detroit. Uh, a game that Arizona uh, desperately needs to win regardless of the opponent. By the way, Arizona has yet to lose on the road. Them and the Patriots are both undefeated. Arizona is seven and zero on the road, and uh, boy, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a just a complete slaughter job. I would bet the house on the Detroit Lions losing by at least two touchdowns. So with that being said, the Cardinals hungry. They lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football. Short week, I know, but too much here. I mean, I, I just don't. Who on Detroit is gonna slow down James Conner, Kirk, you know, AJ Green, Hopkins, Kyler Murray? I mean, come on, man. Uh, give me the Cardinals in this game. I'm going to go 38-10 to 10 over the Detroit Lions. Jets at Dolphins, telling you, man, the Dolphins right now are playing some really solid football. They are in the hunt. Waddle has become unstoppable. Tua Tunga Viola has been playing some pretty solid football lately, a lot more accurate. The defense is super aggressive. This team's dangerous right now. They're at home. They're favored by 10. I think they do more than that. I'm going to pick them by 20, 30-10. to 10. In this game, Miami would get to 500 amazingly. How about Brian Flores? Just keeps his head down and keeps coaching. Doesn't let the noise in. Doesn't listen to the media. Doesn't listen to the fan base. Look where they are now. Cowboys at the Giants. This should be an easy Cowboy win. There should be no hesitation for the Dallas Cowboys. But I am concerned about Dak Prescott. I don't think he's playing uh, great football by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, and they've got to really, really figure some things out uh, offensively because uh, this team is, is really lacking a lot. There's no doubt. And, you know, this team just, the focus wasn't there. You know, when they had that big lead against the football team, they let them in it. 
Um, and, and I think it's a very, very, very important game for the, the, the Cowboys to get out in front early and utilize the run game. Ezekiel Elliott is not what he used to be. He is a banged-up running back. They've had to use Pollard a lot this year. I know Pollard didn't play last week. Uh, all signs indicate that he will be in there this week. But, you know, get out early and start getting the ground game right at the Giants in this game uh, with Zeke and Pollard and company. Um, they, they, they've got to win this game, and I think they will. I'm going to take them 26-16. to 16. Uh, Dallas is favored by 10.5. Washington at the Eagles, both teams in the hunt, both division teams in the NFC East. Um, man, you know what's incredible uh, with, with these two clubs is that if you look at the schedule with these last few games left, right, the, the uh, Eagles and the football team, they play each other two times in the final four weeks. It could really, really, really sway things, right? in the division and, and frankly, at the bottom of that wild card um, race where Washington, despite even you know, losing last week, they hold the seventh spot somehow, some way. Um, that's the case. But this Washington team, I don't know what it is about them lately, but Ron Rivera's got them fighting. This play, it, this team is really opportunistic with the with, with big plays. Um, you know, they've got some guys on offense who are game breakers. I've talked all year long about, um, you know, McLaurin and Gibson. They're two fantastic football players. They really are. Um, and Taylor Heineke's been doing enough this year to, to kind of hold, hold the fourth down, I think. And so uh, this should be a really, really good game. Washington has been playing good football. Even, you know, losing to Dallas last week, they came back. They still showed something there. But I have a funny feeling about Philly in this game. I don't know why. Um Perhaps it's because, you know, they're home. You know, maybe Jalen Hurts goes off here. I, I, you know, I think they'll split the last two meetings, you know, the, the, the two meetings out of the last four games. But I, I'm going to pick the Eagles here close. Uh, the, the line is seven. I think that's a little much in favor of Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles, though, 24-21 uh, to 21, uh, in this game. I think it'll be an old-fashioned backyard NFC East brawl. Uh, and it'll come down to turnovers and penalties, um, you know, special teams, things of that nature. But I will pick Philly in this game. I just have a weird feeling about them. Titans are at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers right now, um, obviously on the outside looking in, but still uh, in the hunt, as they say. Uh, and, and really um, just stupidity has taken over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Claypool with that penalty last week, what a moron. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson's special. We know that the Pittsburgh Steelers probably in this game need to establish the run and get Big Ben, uh, you know, after it. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, it, it, they are who they are, right? I mean, at this particular point, they have TJ Watt, a one-man wrecking crew on defense, who is just fan. I mean, he is so good. He's fantastic. Um, you know, they came back on the Vikings last week, Thursday. They've had some time to pre prepare for this game, uh, obviously, um, you know, with, with a couple of extra days. Uh, offensively, you know, they got to have a little bit more, and it might be a tall order, but a little bit more out of Big Ben, right? Because 
how else are their playmate how else are the playmakers going to get the ball I think the play calling this week for Pittsburgh against a Titan team that likes to kind of put people up front and control the middle of the field uh, I think it's important for Pittsburgh maybe run some shotgun sets and and work off of some really quick throws right like get Big Ben the quick release and all the rest I think that could help them big time um Let's see what happened to oh yeah Tennessee beat uh, Jaguar the Jaguars last week twenty to nothing. Uh, the Tennessee Titans will, will will win the the AFC South um, without a doubt. Um, this is a big road test though for them because Pittsburgh's still a very very hard place to play, uh, and Pittsburgh is playing for everything right now to try and get in. Um, does this feel like a Mike Tomlin game? Does this feel like a Big Ben game? I think it does. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. I'm picking them in this game 26 to 21. Um, you know, TJ Watt, look out. You know, it's one man wrecking crew. Um, Tannehill has got to go out and win the game for him. That's all there is to it. Texans at Jaguars, condolences to all those who have to watch and cover this game. This is just a disaster. Uh, I don't even want to talk about this game. The Jaguars are favored by three and a half. Uh, Trevor Lawrence last week threw four picks going through the growing pains. The Texans have actually shown some fight this year. Uh, their record is is 2-11, and but they have been very, 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 very impressive in terms of their overall effort. Uh, Urban Meyer, Jaguars, what a clown show. I mean, just the ultimate circus of a football team. Uh, I'm going to pick Houston in this game because I just have no faith uh, in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take uh, the Texans 17-14 uh, in this game. The Bengals are at the Denver Broncos, and I have no idea what to make of this game. Denver is not a good football team. They're a good defensive team. Um, and, you know, to me, it's going to be, can Denver get Joe Burrow to throw a pick or two? Because when Joe Burrow throws a pick or two, he's very, very prone. And I like Joe Burrow a lot. Uh, he's very prone, though, to keep doing that and throw 3-4 in a game. We've seen that this year multiple times. When he gets interception happy, it keeps going. And Denver, I think, you know, they're probably going to mix up some man, mix up some zone against that offense, um, you know, with Chase and Higgins and company. Uh, they'll need to stop the run with Mixon. That's where the matchup, I think, will be won and lost. And I'm going to count on Denver getting a couple of turnovers off Burrow. And therefore, I'm going to pick Denver to win the football game. Give me Denver in this game, 27-24. to 24. I do realize... The Denver quarterback situation is not great, but uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on that Fangio defense and and all the rest. They're favored by two and a half. Uh, the Bengals, by the way, they're they always seem to just even though I like this this offense, I think Burrow's fantastic. I think Chase is fantastic. I think Mixon's a hard hard good runner. Uh, he can run east west north south. Uh, the reality is the Bengals always still do Bengals things. <laughs> you know they really do, and. So I just, man, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm leaning here towards Denver. I won't be surprised if Cincy wins. I think this is an ultimate coin flip. And if I bet, I would not bet this game. I just wouldn't. Uh, Falcons at 49ers. Uh, the 49ers right now uh, are a 7-6 and six football team. Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch right now on offense because they've got, um, you know, Ayuk rolling. They've got Samuel rolling. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to be back this week. Uh, oh no, he's he's out again. I think Wilson's in there. Wilson Jr. Um, so, but it doesn't matter. It's running back by committee, and they've been able to run the football no matter what. And 
you know, they won that overtime game against Cincinnati last week. They've been, the 49ers, man, they have been on a freaking roll uh, the last uh, five, one, two, three, four, five weeks, right? They've won four of five. Um, they've won five of seven, five, six, seven. They've won five of seven, and they've won four of five. And, you know, along the way, they beat the Bears on the road. I know it's the Bears, but it's on the road. Uh, they beat the Rams at home. Jaguars on the road, eh. They beat the Vikings at home, and then they won at Cincy, flying across the country, beating a pretty good offense. This team right now is awfully scary. And the way Nick Bosa gets after it on defense, they have a million aggressive guys on D. I talk about them all the time. Um, you know, after these games, you look up and all these players have, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, in some cases, 16 tackles, Bosa, uh, multiple sacks for the defense, etc. This 49er team right now is absolutely playing with a ton of confidence, and I think Atlanta's going to have a hard time containing the 49ers offense, and I think Matt Ryan throws a couple of picks in this game. I'm going to take San Francisco big. They're favored by nine. I'm taking them by more than that. 38-20, to 20, give me San Francisco. And oh, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo keeps on win. He keeps on winning, winning, winning. All he does is win, 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 no matter what, as the song says. And I, right now, would not bet against Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he is playing some tremendous football. If they run the football, his chances of success go up even more. Seahawks are a broken team. I think they need a complete reset there. Uh, they're at the Rams. The Rams playing now with a ton of momentum after beating Arizona on Monday Night Football. They're home. Uh, what a great couple of days stretch here for SoFi Stadium and the California football scene. Uh, you've got the Rams hosting the Seahawks on Sunday, a late 425 Fox game. And then obviously on that um, Thursday night game that we talked about tonight with the Chargers home for the Kansas City Chiefs. Just a tremendous few-day stretch uh, for California football. Um, I I'm going to take the Rams big in this game. I mean, I don't know why. They're only favored by four and a half points. But I'm going to take L.A. in this game 30-16. to uh, 16. Uh, Too much Cooper Cup, Sony Michelle, Matt Stafford, uh, Henderson, too much. Uh, this team right now, the L.A. Rams, they got the win they needed. They got the signature win on against Arizona. They really did. And I am telling you right now, uh, they've got, you know, again, next man up theory here, right? Van Jefferson, you know, and as I record this, OBJ could be out. So maybe Van Jefferson now slides into the number two spot, but he's been big recently because obviously they've been looking for, you know, that dynamic sort of, uh, versatile receiver uh, since Robert Woods went down. Maybe Jefferson's that guy. I'm going to take the Rams in this game big. Packers are at the Ravens, an unbelievably difficult game to pick only because this is a road game for Green Bay, but I ain't picking against Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson, I don't even know if he's going to play as I record this. The Ravens have missed so many guys on both sides of the football everywhere you turn. There's somebody hurt. Now Lamar is hurt. You know, they've lost Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. They lost multiple running backs with J.K. Dobbins and company early in the year. I mean, this team is so banged up. I'm going to pick Green Bay. They're favored by five and a half. They're rolling right now. The best team in football, in my opinion. Give me Green Bay in this game, 33-21. to 21. Packers are 10-3 and three right now. The Ravens are 5-1 and one at home, by the way, with an 8-5 and five mark overall. Saints at Buccaneers. Hey, the Buccaneers... Who's that one team that they have trouble with? Tom Brady has trouble with? It's Saints. And I heard Bruce Arians on um, with, uh, I think it was 
Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen, and he had mentioned when he was asked, um, you know, what what is it about the Saints? And he said it's just a really good physical, aggressive defense that throws a lot of different looks. It'll probably be that way again. Uh, I will take Tampa Bay, though. I think they're flying. They're 11 point, nah, 11 points, man, uh, is the line. I, boy, that seems that seems kind of high. Man, 11, even though the Saints are, you know, well, they probably think that the offense is not going to really deliver for New Orleans, so that's probably why the line is that way. Um, I don't know if the Saints, though, the way the Buccaneers are playing right now, are going to be able to handle, you know, all of, all of Lenny Fournette, all of Godwin, all of Evans, right? I mean, these guys are all playing. They're all clicking. The offensive line for Tampa, by the way, is really, really good. It's even better than last year. Brady, I think, is going to toe-to-toe with, with Aaron Rodgers you know, for the NFL MVP. Um, I heard people yesterday on some shows be like, oh, well, Rodgers is the MVP. Come on. Have you looked at the numbers? I mean, my goodness. Both these teams have played 13 games. Aaron Rodgers has 3,219 yards. Now, I know he missed the Corona game. Tom Brady has 4,134 yards and 36 touchdowns to 27. I think Tom Brady's got the edge. I do. Uh, but I think they'll go neck and neck from now to the end of the year and uh, give me Tampa Bay in this game. Uh, we'll go 30 to to, eh, 30 to 20 in this game uh, for the Buccaneers. And then the Vikings play at the Bears on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, Minnesota is still somehow in the hunt, 6-7. and seven. This is a team that has Kirk Cousins playing at a high level, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, right? the three-headed monster, all year long. And the way Cousins has been playing and throwing the football, this team should be better than 6-7. and seven. We've said it all year, but their defense is terrible. And they're horrible on third down on both sides. And they're too conservative with Mike Zimmer. Um, the Vikings cannot slip up against the Bears. If the Vikings lose to an inferior opponent in the division this week, their season's over. They, they have got to win this game to get back to 500 and be around that seventh spot. I'm going to take Minnesota, but I'm going to take them close. I think it's a really, really close game. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 21-17 over the Chicago Bears. So there's your Week 15 preview in the NFL. We are getting down to it, aren't we, Uh, as the season has just a few weeks left. This is the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Rosie's Corner, Brutonace Hardware, and... Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian Conboy today, advisors.massmutual.com. He can get your financial future set in motion. Man, we are so happy with with our options. Brian opened our eyes to a ton of new things. Go with Brian Conboy today. Get him on LinkedIn, get him on Facebook, and at advisors.massmutual.com. A tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Burn Dairy and Camillus Golf Club. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. This is the ML Sports Platter. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.